Six Pack Lap It Out, I want to give a quick shout out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed, so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. Uh, so we got um, the 93s. The Battle of the 93s stole the show at the IPF World Championships. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of good competitions, a lot of good sessions, but oh my God, was that a good battle, fellas. Um, and we are dealing with, we got our boy Rory as the co-host here. We got four different time zones. Rory isn't even on the same day as us. What day is it over there, Rory? It's it's like fucking three weeks from now, isn't it? Yeah, approximately. <laughs> um, today today is Halloween. It's, it's, it's November. It's <laughs> November 14th over Rory. Uh, most of the way awake. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, number three. What's that for? What time is it over there, Rory? Uh, Eight a.m. God, God, Gustav. What time is it where you're at? Uh, Nine uh, p.m. Nine p.m. Okay. And Jonathan, you're noon, right? Yeah, it's noon. It's gotcha. noon here. Gotcha. So, how are you fellas feeling coming off of those that World Championships? Um, you guys put together a classic. That was a classic. I've been doing the commentary every session for the past half a decade. And I can only remember a handful of competitions as good as that. Um, when you guys got home, were you like, oh my God, I felt the blues because I had so many big highs. I can only imagine what you guys felt. Uh, maybe, maybe you tell us first, Jonathan, how'd you feel when you got, when you got home finally? Uh, I was just tired. <laughs> it was a lot of traveling and, um, I was just done. I was just happy to get it done. But well, when I got back, um, I actually went home to, um, I didn't get home right away. I stayed at Joey's for like an extra four days. And Joey lives like three or almost four hours away from my where I live. Hmm. So when I got back, like I had been up for like a while. And then I still like, I got back, when I got back, I was still midday, like back in the US, you know, and I had already been up for like 20 something hours. <laughs> And I was like, and Joey was like, hey, let's go to zoo. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I was just tired. Yeah. But you'd be on emotional high anyways from all the excitement. and. Uh, I mean, no, that didn't like really set in for like another. Because I was still like busy when I got back. Like my family had things planned and things, you know, so I was still kind of like moving. You know, I never had time to look, like settle down for like another 10 days. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> how about, how about yourself, uh, Gustav? How did you feel afterwards when the whole thing was completed and the world championships came to your home nation again, and you just were in the possibly the biggest battle of the whole, entire world championships? 
it was uh, fun to compete again, first of all, because I haven't competed for almost two years. So uh, it was nice to compete again and uh, see that you still can lift and stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it was good, fun to be back, back in action, sort of say. Um, so and it was, uh, yeah, it was a really good, uh, really good battle, sort of say. Here's the thing. I'm glad you brought up you hadn't competed in two years because I'm going to bring this back to before the battle happened and we'll walk through the battle as well. And as we go, Rory, um, you could throw your hand up. I know sometimes I talk and it's tough to get one in there. You put your hand up. I'll, I'll, I'll pause and, and throw you in there. I apologize. But um, you hadn't competed in a couple of years in some people in, in North America and some people who just, you know, are a little bit Johnny come late on some of these things didn't realize the threat level that you might've been. And um, I remember the Calgary 2018 World Championships where you won as a junior, but you had a high enough total to win the Open. Like if you, yeah. if you win in the Open, you would be an Open World Champion already. Yeah. So, I, I, uh, I, think, I think that actually helped you fly under some people's radar, which is crazy. But some people... Well, um, I, di I didn't post so much on Instagram and stuff and before and... Uh, yeah, some I wanted to not post too much, and uh, I have recently or last year I got promoted, so I am a foreman. Or what do you say in English? I'm yeah. a site manager and foreman in construction at my job. So I have a lot of stuff and uh, things to do at work, and um, so sometimes it's like I do my training, and then it's like, yeah, uh, oh, tomorrow I need to. Uh, we need to do this and that, and this project need to do this. And uh, so sometimes it's like, I can be a bit like, oh shit, uh, powerlifting. Uh, <laughs> when, because we didn't compete for two years. So then it was a good time to get promoted in that way. Right. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But um, so uh, yeah, it was, it was um, fun. So coming in, um, if anybody wasn't, entirely sure and they they just work because two years from 2019 which she took a silver medal i mean i think most people who've been around the block knew there was a threat coming from sweden especially how it's your home nation um so travel be favorable time zone change be favorable and then you got the pride of being in your home nation that's not to say yeah. you can't win if you travel because you have won the world championships traveling to the other side of the world so all is fair but and um, i did it i did it in one I only got in Calgary two days before my competition. Ah. I landed and then waited. So I was jet lagged when Yo, I got You learn quick not to do and stuff it was like that. that. The way we uh, in uh, with the start was like a five, five or six p.m. in Calgary. Yeah. And I woke up at like six a.m. in Calgary. <laughs> Oh my like, god! Clear, clear, clear awake, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it worked. It well, all's well that ends well. Um, so going into this world, we had it, it made things a little stickier because with the USAPL suspension and everything that was going on, some people didn't know if this was going to happen. Um, Jonathan, I want to get your your opinion on this and then yours as well, Gustav. When this was happening and you didn't even know if you're going to go to Worlds, a little bit about the up and down emotionally, 
the dedication to training. I know how much this meant to you going into the world championships. We had talked about it when you won the U.S. Raw Nats, won the right to go. What it meant to you, what it meant to your family, what it meant to your supporters, what it meant to everything you had said previously to complete this path. And in all your posts, like the tournament of power, and it's all going to lead down to this. And then to have it taken off the table, put back on the table, is it back again? Maybe tell us a little bit about that. You know, at this point, it's a story I've told um, a few times, you know, quite a few times by now. And, you know, it means a lot to everyone, you know, especially on like my side, obviously. Um, so to your original question, just like, it was just so, you know, it was just so stressful, just everything, like just on everyone, because, you know, um, you know, obviously I had to win nationals again. And then it's like, okay, we're in the clear, maybe, you know, it's a, like, I won nationals and I was just like, okay, now it's like 50, 50, right. At least we have like a 50, 50 and then like two days or, you know, three days before nominations ended three or four days before nominations, uh, the deadline closed. They were like, oh, USAPL is out. And that was just like, I remember waking up that day and that was like the first news I got. And I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, I was, like, I wasn't surprised, but I was just like, you know, it's something you dread, you know, you're just like, you, you like, it's because it's there and you're just like, it's probably going to happen, you know, it, you know, it just sucks. But, um, I mean, I'm happy. It went, I'm happy. It came full circle at least in that way, you know, like you couldn't have, it couldn't have like any, any better. Like, and for me, like, I'm happy that I'm jumping all over the place, but I, for me, I'm happy that it's just like, I had a good fight. Like, I'm actually really happy that like, it was a good, it was a good match. Like I, I wouldn't have had it any other way, you know? Dude, like, it seems like you only ever have good matches. Though. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> you, you can't have an easy one, but uh... yeah. Uh, but when it was, because it meant so much to you, when it when it was taken away and then given back, you know, I talked to Isaac about it. I talked to Russ about it, talked to Chandler about it. And they all said, um, essentially, they knew they wanted it. When it was taken away, then it really puts in respect of, holy shit, I think I, like when you have to double back and tell people you said, I'm going to Worlds, when you have to double back to those same people and try to explain to them you're not, that's when it hits certain people like, fuck, this is actually a tougher conversation I thought it might be. Yeah, you know, like, because I had that conversation once for 2020, especially with my mom, you know? Um, like, I would tell her, like, okay, like, we're going. Okay, never mind, you know? And then I go up to her, and I have, like, a look. She says I have, like, a look that I have, like, news to tell her, you know? And she'd be like, oh, no, what now, you know? And I was like, oh, we can't go. I told her, you know, like, uh, for 20, after this year's nationals. And she was just like, devastated she was like pretty much crying you know like because it's, it's it's tough you know I, I think it's it's more tough on those around us because they get to like because they have to watch us you know they like like us the lifters like we can handle the you know like we, it sucks for us but we can handle it like at the end of the day like we just we just have to train but it's the people around us that have to like they can't do anything about it you know like they have to like just like they could support you you know like uh emotionally they could support you like you know through whatever way they can but like that's all they can do you know and they have to like kind of stand by idle sometimes and just like let it pass which is the hardest thing because i understand that and it's hard in that sense for me because i know like 
I can't do anything. Like it's something out of our control, mm-hmm. you know. So, but to have it taken and then t- given back again was just an emotional roller coaster. And I'm sure like everyone's used that used that that phrase. It was just like the most stressful thing I think I've ever had to do because it meant so much to me, you know. Because like when something when something's just like pretty much like life or death for you it's just like it just gets like kind of stripped away you're just like well what now you know it's just mm. like you're just like in limbo you know so yeah and, and i could dog it's not an easy thing to watch your mom cry but it's also because like for her it's like uh she knows how much it means to you in the whole nine and then the ups downs and everything for it to get taken from you be very difficult um, and she'd feel probably pretty down for you. Gustav, how did you feel when you found out initially the U.S. wasn't going to be there? And then how did you feel when they were back? Well, I thought first, like, uh, oh, so it's not going to be a good competition. Like, who, uh, who would else who would else be, like, uh, top, close to, like, the, yeah, mm. what do you say, close to good, good performance? So it was like shit, because if you, I think if you win too easy, nobody's like facing you and stuff, then it's like the gold, what's, what's it worth if you don't face anyone good? It's mm. like, yeah, I won. Yeah, but, but nobody's here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, in that manner, I was a bit like, okay, oh, that's not fun. And then uh, when it's like, oh, they, they're coming. And I was like, yeah, how? Yeah, Virgin Islands. So I was like, okay. Virgin Islands. That's that's Kim. Uh, Kim Lee Worf. That's right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Virgin Islands. So, so it was, uh, yeah, it was fun to get that news. Would you rather? Um, would you rather Jonathan being the number one nomination shows up and you have the battle you had and you come in silver and you're proud of that silver, or would you rather Jonathan doesn't you get gold? Rather uh, silver. I would say in that uh, the perspective. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a because uh, because if you uh, if you win and it's not like the best don't come, is that really worth more or it's like ah it's it's like a both of course gold yeah we're super good fun, but uh, if if you don't get it like for the whole way, then it's questionable. Then people can ask, "Hey, he didn't come. This that were the top people there and stuff." So, I think it would be more fair to win when everybody is there. That is best, and uh, because you want to beat the best, mm-hmm. I want to beat the best. I don't want to like sure win gold, but to beat the best is the ultimate way to win the gold. I would say. That's what. That's why we do what we do, right? Um, yeah. So, so and. Of, so, of course, ahead, you can buddy. measure numbers. You can measure numbers and stuff too in powerlifting. It's easy, but to go head to head as we did, that's a different thing. Yeah, dude, I'm glad. Like, yeah, we fucking found that out, huh? Numbers don't yeah. matter. <laughs> numbers don't matter. You said you were about to say something, Jonathan. Go ahead. I'm saying it's fun, right? Like, like if someone doesn't show up that you know is like good, it's just not fun. You know, like, like metal stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like it's, it's not a, a good sport. It's that's how it's supposed to be. 
Yeah, it's like if a whole like division, like if the champ, like for, if a champion of like in fighting, for example, if like a division champion just like this, just that never fights, you know, it's just like all the other guys fighting, and it's just like it's cool, but it's like it's not the same, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And, and going into this, um, I want to ask both you guys about pressure because both you guys had a unique set of pressure on both of you. Uh, for you, Jonathan, you were you had the biggest ninety three kilo total. Um, that we had that you know in the past couple of years and, and to an extent were almost crowned the un the uncrowned champion essentially because we didn't have worlds in 2020 but you had a monster total and then 2021 you had a monster total but like both you gentlemen had said it doesn't matter what you do at you know smaller smaller shows because things change when you get to the big picture right and yep. some people don't understand that we saw that leading into us raw nats people were saying you know, this podium, people were doing predictions on the fantasy leagues or whatever. Some people like, here's what I think the podium's going to look like for totals. And it was nothing like that. Because when competition starts at the top end, God knows what can happen. And then um, obviously for Worlds, uh, same deal. Um, so you had a unique pressure of having never been to a world championship, but being dubbed an uncrowned world champion. And it makes the pressure much greater. It's almost like you've already won and you can only lose sometimes when people look at it like that. Like some people are like, fuck, I feel like I'm showing up and it's expected I win. And that's, a, that's tough. That can be tough, right? Um, how did you feel going into this world championship? And uh, Kind of like what I was saying, like there were so many other things leading into worlds that I was worrying about everything but competing. <laughs> Like literally competing was the last thing I was like, I was uh, kind of paying attention to because there's so many other things that I had to worry about, you know? So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my answer to that. And did you guys, and then I'm going to ask Gustav, did you guys know, because I had that conversation with Isaac Whistler and anyone who hadn't seen Gustav coming because he, he hadn't competed in two years and his nomination total was way old. Like I knew it wasn't real. Um, I remember talking to Isaac and he was like, fuck, I think we got a battle coming. And I'm like, I think you got a battle coming. Well, no, it was like amazing battle right to the end. Um, and, and it was dramatic. We'll get into that in a second. But did you know, like, we're about to do something special? Like, did you, this is going to be something crazy. Is that for... Me for you, both. Jonathan. Then oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, as soon as I squatted, like only two ninety two, I was like, uh, "This is gonna be close." <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Gustav's gonna squat something big," and this shit. I was like, "This is gonna be close," you know. I was like, "This is gonna be fun." I was like, did, "Damn." Did, did you know even before <laughs> before the battle started though? Like when you were in the lobby, because I remember talking to Isaac a day before, and um, I remember we're going over some numbers. And I remember telling him what I where I think Gustav might be. And the look on his face was like, oh, shit. And I was like, my man. And he was like, this is going to be close. Did you know leading in, you were like, holy, this is going to be a really close battle right to the last dead? Yeah. I was like, I, I, was, like, I was like, if I don't squat something decent, which I didn't, to me, right? I was like. I was like, this is going to be like extremely close, <laughs> you know, I was like, it's going to be close regardless, but like if my squat's any lower than like this certain like line, you know, I was like, then no, no matter what, it's going to be like to the last deadlift, you know, what was that line? 292. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was here like, we are. I was like, damn, if I squat like only like 290, something weird that day, I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be like 
a pat one of those uh, third deadlift things again, you know? So you were towing that line. Yeah. Were you guys uh, in contact at all beforehand? Like, did you show up and, and know each other? Had you been keeping an eye on one another's Instagram or was it just, you know, blinkers on doing, doing your thing up until that point? You I didn't post? post so much. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't posting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that ended up helping out a little bit because no one's seen that monster deadlift coming. But when you guys did, you guys bump into each other in the hotel lobby or anything like that? Only at weighing. No, no, oh, yeah. no. We saw each other at breakfast the day before. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> yeah you, that was fun. It's funny you guys have had at the time when you saw each other would have no idea what you were going to do. Like, like you knew it'd be good, but it not, it'd be a classic that everybody be talking about. Um, how was that talk when you guys saw each other at breakfast? Was it kind of weird? No, I, we saw, I saw Gustav and we saw Emil there too. And so it was just like the podium it was, we were all having breakfast, you know, like ah. at different tables, but you know, we like, I was like kind of just happy. Like when you see like your competitors, you know, yeah, good. Yeah, I could eat. I remember I showed. I eat. Uh, I weighed in good that morning, so I could eat a lot and stuff. So yeah. I told. I told you I, I can eat this much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're already competing. What were you saying? You could have yeah. dominoes, right? <laughs> yeah, I had. I had big dominoes before. And a lot of stuff. The I did like a fiber cut, so I lost a lot of weight unexpectedly. So uh, it was good. And uh, so you guys are both in Sweden. You both know it's going to be a battle. And and maybe not knowing that's going to be quite a classic, but we both knew it was going to be relatively tight. Uh, we all knew, I should say. So you guys weigh in and the battle begins. And Gustav, what was your, I wanted to actually ask you about the pressure. Sorry, I, I didn't want to skip over that. But the pressure you felt that it'd be in Sweden and you got Jonathan Keiko now showed up you know, he's, he's the guy that had the biggest nomination total. Um, a lot of people were dubbing him an uncrowned champ, but you also have won a world championship. You know, you are a world champion quality and it's in your home nation. Did you feel pressure? How'd you feel walking into this world championship? Mm, in some ways, I felt like I wanted it later because I am in, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to fix my lifts and uh, technique and stuff. So I'm, I'm like working on that and stuff. So I, I felt a bit like, oh, I want it later. Um, but um, I felt like, oh, it's time to compete. But um, uh, of course, it's a pressure when it's at your home nation and stuff. You feel, you feel pressured in some ways, like that you want to win and stuff. Uh, but then I always try to tell myself, um, if I do a personal best, then I have done a good job. But of course, many people want like a gold medal and stuff. Um, but I was a bit like, at least if I get podium, then I will be happy. I told myself. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, because you got a mill from Bulgaria, who's also a, a, you know, a fantastic lifter as well. Uh, so the battle begins. For Jonathan... He's not where he wants to be, but he goes three for three. For you, Gustav, and I'm going to pull this back up here because you had a fantastic squat session here. I'm going to pull back up the um, – you end up going 312 and a half. Now, is this where you wanted to be, Gustav, at the end of squats? 
three may i was gonna good day i was thinking like 315 317 and a half but uh, we uh, were like yeah we, we we had to save a bit when it's a good tight competition then you we usually put a bit so you if you think 315 312 and a half something like that so we put it a bit so i was a bit maybe two and a half short for what i wanted in that manner but after squats um you got the golden squats jonathan was in fifth after squats and i remember on the air it was like because i'm i'm familiar with jonathan and his numbers i'm thinking well we're gonna like just like jonathan was thinking i'm like we're gonna have a battle here this is going to get, this is going to be a rather interesting battle. Rory, you have handled many times, um, you know, you've handled at the world championships. I know you had seen this. What were your thoughts after you saw the squat session and you seen uh, Gustav with the 312 and a half and taking gold? You saw Jonathan um, with the 392 and a half in fifth. Were you thinking, okay, fill in the blanks there? Yeah, I was. Um, I think like that's, that's, where you start seeing it, you know, come together the, you know, less travel, less jet lag, normal food, um, experience of the coaching team, like uh, the the Swedish. If you made a list of the top meet day coaches yep. in the world, uh, both Carolina and uh, Oscar would 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 be in the top ten easily. Um, like that's that's where you start seeing that come together, right? Um, and of course, I hadn't seen anything that Gustav was doing either. Uh, I just assumed that it was going to be monstrous um and so sort of seeing that squat come out was was, was sort of like oh yeah I, I, this is going somewhere big it, it uh it, it certainly appeared that way um i could say on the broadcast it was like oh shit however um it was good i knew because it was tight like this we all know gustav's got a dead but we know jonathan's got a monster bench press which is a beautiful segue going into the bench press event now neither guy had missed a squat and Jonathan's moving into his bench event. Jonathan, did you guys have a conversation afterwards? Were you aware where Gustav had ended up with a 312 and a half? And um, was that playing on your mind at all? Or were you just blinders on, get me through bench first? What was a bit of the backroom discussions and the feeling you had? I think uh, we only chatted like a little before we began. But other than that, it was just blinder. Like for me, I, I just, blinds are on and like, my whoever's handling me like just throw my numbers don't even like you know throw my numbers at me so yeah and it was isaac who did a phenomenal job as well i mean they're squeezing everything they could out of you to get this yeah. done um but yeah so you weren't super paying attention then you were kind of like all right it is what it is yeah yeah i mean like um because you know especially in a meet like any meet if, you, if you're trying to like place you know it's i think it's bad to focus too much on someone else because you already have yourself to worry about you know mm. you know and so. you might end up isaac was talking about who's who's helping handling uh you that you might end up chasing and overreaching and um you know once you start missing your nervous system starts getting fried it's easier to continue to miss so it's more important just load the bar with what you got and then when we get the deads let's let's just try to push them as far as we can um, what were you expecting for the bench press, Jonathan? What were you before going to Sweden? What were you hoping for? And then when you got to Sweden, that's actually about what I was thinking. The five twenty four and a half. What was it? Two thirty eight, right? Um, yeah. And it was like, 
because I had like a lot of like injuries build up this year because I did three I did three meets back to back this year and that's like a, that's a lot for me so I had a lot of like just I mean it's just like pains and aches and things that just popped up, popped up and I was just like eh, if I can get 238 you know because that's what I hit at nationals like three months prior and I was like if I could just hit that again then whatever you know like my plan was just chip the world record and then just take like 238 and and then just move on to the heads you know so you're uh, back Jonathan, on track sorry go ahead Ray. Uh, uh, a lot of the really top level benches are, are struggling with the change from the old elico rack to the new elico rack or, or sort of swapping between the, the rogue and whatever else is being used at different meets like do, do you find that impacts you at all is that something that you have to be conscious of uh a little bit yeah i mean obviously if we use like a fat pad like i would bench like two billion you know like everyone everyone's bench would go up like a little bit right but um no i mean like i just try not to think about it too much because i feel like if you could if you the way i look at it is if we can bench off of an er rack we can bench off of anything kind of kind of mentality like because some sometimes the erx because the erx like the thinnest and smallest pad i feel like compared to like pretty much everything else even the texas is a little thicker i mean the Leco was the best was honestly the best pad so I was like, maybe I could squeeze a little more out of this thing, you know, because it was just really nice. So that's a good point, Rory, because a lot of people had to adjust their bench press. Um, Sweden's uh, Eddie Berglund had to adjust and, and bring his bench down, like to make sure you get all your benches in there. There is adjustments being made now with these with the new benches. Gustav, how did you feel about the bench press event? Uh, I I was a bit disappointed in some ways because earlier this year I benched 220 very easy uh, on the lake rack and everything uh, but I that was when I weighed 98 kilos mm. 98 something uh, so when I lost the weight I felt immediately shit my bench has dropped a big a big bit only for, from 1999 to to 93. I felt it impacted them very much. So then, uh, like, I was like, shit, maybe 210, 215, I can get today. Because I was like, shit, if it's a good day, I can get 220, I thought, because I did it quite easily before. But then I noticed uh, the weight loss and stuff. So I was like, no, man. <laughs> yeah, it hurts, right? Like, to, once you lose weight, it's just like, yeah. I feel like bench is the one that just feels the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because my, my squat and deadlift almost felt better when I lost the weight. <laughs> they felt better, but the bench felt like shit in, 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 compared to when I weighed like 98. So uh, in, in that perspective, I was a bit disappointed because I, I was like, shit, if I get 220, that would be a good bench. Uh, 220 would be a fantastic bench. That would, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, but having said that, you still went three for three and you knew. So did you know in the warm-up room or did you know leading into the event, ah, man, the bench isn't there like I would have liked it? I, I know I, the weeks before when I weighed like 93, I felt how I had to struggle uh, at, in training with the same weights I like bounced around with earlier. Mm. So I knew that my bench was lower. Um, so I, I felt it and I knew it before. So it, I was not crying, but... Uh, um, but I, I knew it. So, uh, but I was like, I'm going to do my best, of course. Um, 
also, so do you, do you do water cuts or do you actually walk around at around 93 kilo? Uh, it depends. Uh, usually I walk around at 96 kilos with food and everything. Uh, but with, uh, I didn't compete for two years. I weighed like, I, I almost got up at hundred kilos. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Cause you're pretty tall was, for 93. Yeah. Yeah. I, of course I will be 105 one day. It's, it's just a matter of, I want to go in quality. Right. I don't want to do it fast. Yeah. You so know, you, if, if, if it you're takes not going to be jealous. Years, no, 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 never. Uh, <laughs> no. So, so if it takes five years, I don't care because it, in the end, the I think it will the the quality you add, it will pay off. Yeah. Uh, so it can take five years, or I'll take a year off or something. So, well, but it will come, of course. But the the way now night three works for now. And and did you have to do any water cuts or any cutting like that, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just like a really, really small water cut. I didn't even sweat because I had still, like I mentioned in a prior podcast, like I just, I also, I also lost weight this year, so like I didn't really have to cut a lot, you know. It was just like kind of just a little water, and then that's it. So, um, why, why? Because you did drop weight, in and you've obviously haven't put it back on. Is that strategic? And you want to be lighter? No. Okay, so so what is <laughs> no, the reason? No why is the weight not coming back on? Why? I know the the weight's coming back. I took a little time. I took I I took like a few weeks off, just like reset. I think a lot of it was just like stress and just I don't you know just like I was I was you know I was eating as much as I could, you know, but I couldn't eat like to be ninety, like what what would that be like ninety seven ninety you know you know what I mean yeah so I ended up being like almost like a kilo or two lower than what I want to be or what I'm like used to being you know because even like uh my prior prior to this year like i'd walk around at around like 96 you know and then that was like my normal walking around weight like like you know and so i just felt like tiny this whole year <laughs> like as i as the year progressed i just like each meet i did i just got like weaker you know <laughs> i just got smaller and weaker <laughs> eventually russell's gonna pull you aside man we fucking gaming at me you're coming down to 83 because you gotta tell me right now he's like you gotta stop shrinking um yeah and, and what what was it generally like the stress you've talked about it a little bit in previous podcasts but is it just overall the year's been stressful um obviously you lost a family member you've had world like dreams on the table take it off the table now it's back on the table the stress of all that gearing into it is it just been a huge up and down year where you're like man i haven't had a moment to take a breath here yeah i would say so you know it's just been the whole oh man it's been like two years now you know oh yeah <laughs> i'm like oh i'm looking at the date it's been like um 18 months and it's just been an uphill kind of the whole time so and I finally caught, I say, I finally caught like an injury happened last December. It's good. It's funny how I'm good with dates. It was like December 2nd or something. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. December yeah, 2nd of last year. Date. Yeah. You are good with dates. Yeah. I remember like, I like messed up my groin pretty bad. It was because I was lifting in my garage, you know, 
And then just like from there, it snowballed to more like lower body injuries, you know, like the groin would get better, then your knee hurts. Your knee hurts, then your hip would start hurting. Oh, you know, like something. So, but, you know, it's a part of it. So like, especially when you're getting injured, like that's stressful in itself, I feel like. Like, it's just like, well, damn, like, will I even make it to me day, you know? <laughs> so. Uh, um, sometimes yeah. people don't, buddy. Uh, like yeah. people like Coral Agaro, defending world champion in 63s, could make it. I mean, it's, this stuff happens, right? There's oh, a yeah. lot of people get it, yeah. Brett. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, it sucks. The thing, you know, like you don't want to be, obviously, you, like, no, you never want that to happen to, not, to anyone, especially like yourself, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, those are, those are stressful things, especially when, like, say you have a lot of momentum or say you're doing well, you know? Um, so, you know, I came off of 2019, like with a lot of momentum and then just kind of like hit a wall. Like I, I had all the momentum built up from 20, winning 2019. It was my first national win. And then we, we just hit a wall with the pandemic, you know, and everyone, everyone hits a wall, right? Everyone, everyone got hit by it. And, you know, so, and I just felt like I was starting from like level one again type thing, you know, especially when you get hurt and you just like have to tempo down like one plate. <laughs> you know you're just like hmm and you got okay that- and then i got worlds in like six weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? you're like you're like fuck i hope gustav's hurt <laughs> no, hell no. No, I, no, hope, no. I hope everybody shows up at 80 percent and it's yeah. just you know you're like, oh my no, god it's a part you know it's a part of the game things happen you know so i've never had the injury never yeah, what never. no never? way no, they have salt over your shoulder or knock on wood or something. Oh, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> perhaps I got uh, first time in 2017 when in uh, Spain, uh, like a European invitational competition. I set my first world record junior year. Uh, I benched 200. I, I did something with my shoulder. Some I pressed so hard that I, I couldn't pull off my shirt the day after. Mm. That was probably the closest thing I got to an injury. Yeah. Dude, but otherwise I'm quick clean. That's because you're such yeah. clean living, dude. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I barbecuing and uh, stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Especially with it's tough because you're towing that line. All you guys are pushing yourself to the max, but staying in the pocket. Actually, you know what, Gustav? I watch your videos, and very rarely do I see grinders in the gym. Like you are always, you are for real on your RPE percentages. And like, you don't overreach in the gym. Like you, and it's, it's one of the, you know, it takes confidence to not overshoot because you're like, this is good enough. I'll pace. It'll be there on meet day. Some people don't know that. Some people like, I need to get heavier. Otherwise it's not there on meet day. And it always works out for you, but you always are on point. Yeah, Alex, uh, my coach, he is in the gym with me. So if I cheat, I'm like, <laughs> so he sees everything. Uh, so that that's a good that's a good thing to have him always around because then you yeah you, you can't lie and stuff and yeah so it's so it, that, that that's good and I think it's important if we, it's like who are you trying to are you trying to lie to yourself by pulling and stuff so it's I think. Uh, over to, because when I was a, a newer lifter, then I could be like, today I need to do this, and I'm gonna do that, and I need to pull this big, and mm-hmm. and you get this like locked with numbers and stuff because stuff. So, but it has grown away. It's it's yeah. it's it's a trap that um, you start telling yourself 
if I, if I'm going to squat this on the platform, I need to at least hit this on the, on in training. If I'm going to bench this, I need to at least hit this in training. Otherwise it's not going to be there in like that fucking happens, man. We've all felt that it's just a weird association you make, even if not a single, even if you're like, if I can't at least triple this, how am I going to single that? So I need to at least, you know, we start doing these games in our heads, especially if previous performances. Well, when I hit that squat, I know I tripled this. So then all of a sudden that becomes the triple yeah. you got to hit when triples come. And it's, it takes a lot to not do that. It's easy to do these connections and stuff, but it's, yeah. but it always doesn't make sense. How about you, Jonathan? You fall into that? Oh yeah. I mean, like, I feel like every lifter who's lifted, you know, any experienced lifter is going to have experience that. And it just comes with maturity. I think like just maturity as a lifter and as a person, you know, just not the, not to like get too connected to numbers and just kind of taking what you can, you know? Yeah. And, I, yeah. I lack, I lack maturity in a lot of ways, but that's, <laughs> my, that's one of them, my friend. Um, Rory, will help. Rory will back that. Um, Rory, what were your thoughts after the bench event? So now Jonathan has come in first and got the gold. So they swap medals. Gustav takes the golden squats. Jonathan takes the golden bench. Jonathan is now, if I'm not mistaken, he was eight kilo ahead, which obviously going into deadlifts, eight kilo is not very big. Um, it's, it's a lead, but it's a, a vulnerable lead. And you know, we're, we're going to see something special. We didn't know yet how special, but what were your thoughts after the bench event? I didn't have a lot of thoughts as far as where it was going to go, only that I was excited to see it uh, because I know that um, we've said before that uh, uh, Carolina has the the biggest balls of any powerlifting coach in the, in the IPF. And so knowing that, you know, slightly behind on body weight, about eight kilos behind on, to- on subtotal, which is, you know, the difference between one good attempt selection or, or not, right? Like that's not, not very much. Um, and just knowing the the coaching plays that are open at that point and seeing where it's going to go, I think it's really, really exciting. Um, and it, it played out really well as well. So that like, it's nice when something like that gets set up and then plays off, you know, imagine, uh, imagine instead of going two for three and then, you know, pulling to win Gustav like misses his opener, right? Like suddenly that's like deflates the entire, the entire experience, but like that absolutely didn't happen. And it came right down to the, the last moment. Of course, none of us knew where Gustav's deadlift lift was because he's sort of been sneakily building it in the background for like he's two sneaky, years. Man. Um, I'm still sneaky. <laughs> still sneakily building it in the background. I'm still... <laughs> yeah. I'm still building it. It will be done 11th of December. Oh, oh that's like... Yes. We'll, we'll talk about the future in a sec, but I, we're, we're all excited about that for sure. Um, no, I, I, I agree, Rory. It was, um, you couldn't tell exactly what was going to happen, but you knew it was super close. You knew eight kilo is not a big spread for deadlifts, especially with these gentlemen and how much they could deadlift. We're talking like up to the 350 kilo range and, and whatnot. So you knew it was, it was a lead, but it was a vulnerable lead and it's going to get good. It's going to get spicy. And, um, you know, leading in the Swedish coaching staff are known as killers for years. They have this pedigree, um, you know, for years, well-earned. Uh, we've talked about it on podcasts. I mean, even a couple of years ago, I remember everybody I'd have on, Avi, uh, yourself, in 2019, I had a bunch of game day meet, um, or game day coaching 
And I was asking all of them, who are the people you're most worried about? And they're like, Sweden are always killers when it comes to the world championships. You make a mistake and that's all she wrote. If it's close, you make one mistake. Well, that was it though. Well, that was a problem though. You know, like they, they understand what they have to do. Um, and, you know, Isaac in, in, in the flex squad was pulling into the Rhone or in this world championships and God bless Isaac. He really stepped up when he needed to, but leading in, you didn't know exactly. He hadn't been battle tested like this before. This was actually like he had Russ, which is a nice icebreaker. I talked to Isaac about it. He's like, I'm glad Russ was my icebreaker for worlds. Cause it was nice, clean, smooth. Didn't have to get too checked. And I was like, but my man, your next one was a pretty big task. And he's like, oh yeah. And you were against Sweden, no less. He's like, oh yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, I got chin checked. It was a battle. It was, it was good. Um, so deadlift start and you guys both have your game plans. Now, uh, Gustav, we didn't know where you were going to be at. Cause, cause, uh, you're a ninja, my man, you sneaky, you keep your cards close to your chest, but you told me afterwards um, well, I'll let you tell it. You, you, you knew what you were coming into with. Uh, what did I say? I you said, said you told me that you told me what you had lifted. Yeah. You said, I knew I had to, I was like, I didn't know where your top end deadlift was. I don't think we all knew. We just, I told you, I told you, I, I have done the 350. I, I told you that I think. And, uh, but, yeah. but, and I said, it feels, it feels good. So, uh, we, we will, uh, I will let them see. I said something. We will, we will see. So, because we, we, uh, because my, 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 Mike, I had Alexander and Oscar and Caro, and we had, uh, we were four guys with me handling, or one girl and two, three guys, Caro, the, the, she's the head coach. But I had Alexander with me as well, and I had uh, Marcus, is his name, he's an uh, elite coordinator for the Swedish national team. Uh, so we were, and they walked past where Kiko and Isaac were, were at, and they heard that Isaac said something like, yeah, we're, we're, in, the go- we're in the green here. Uh, they, they can't reach us in beds. Nobody can touch us. Or, he said something like that, and we understand English, and, but they don't understand Swedish. We were... And they were like, yeah, they, tell, they said this, and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was tough to call. I know like, cause you had told me afterwards, I was like, I, I remember telling you, man, I wasn't sure when you were loading up three fifty two and a half. I didn't know if, if this was like a hell Mary or if this was realistic. And that's when you told me, my man, I pulled three fifty in the gym, pretty smooth. Like this was no hell Mary. This was totally where we thought i don't know if hell mary translated to europe we use that for football american football but yeah it, yeah okay gotcha it's like, a, it's like i say like uh you need to pray and, uh, right like right right but, right got you that's what it is uh call it hell mary pass but i wasn't sure if it was that and you were like no 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 no. we knew like this was this was how we wanted it to go we thought around that top end we'll be good this this is totally doable yeah um but the rest of the world myself the viewing and i'm sure Jonathan and Isaac, I mean, you hadn't competed in two years and you hadn't posted anything. So they're, we're probably all thinking like, I don't, I don't know if this is even realistic or what's going on here. Um, yeah. Jonathan, what were your thoughts going into deads? You had a lead. Were you thinking I'm comfortable? We should, we should be able to cruise through this. Or were you thinking, what were you thinking? I mean, by the time I got, we got the deads, like the whole meet, I was just kind of like, 
happy. I was just I didn't care if I won or lose. I was just happy that like everything was done. And I got the lift. Right. Right. So I was like, by the time I got the deads, I was like, I'm gonna hit whatever three deadlifts I need. What I whatever I can hit today. And if I win, that's cool. And if I lose, that's cool. Like, I, I that was it. I didn't care. I was like, whoever, if someone else, if someone pulls something and beats me, then whatever, you know. I was like, as, as long as I can do whatever I can do today, then like I'm content with that, you know. So you were totally focused on yourself at that moment. Let Isaac, um, you know, handle the pressure of handling. You just load the bar and you hit whatever's there, and just almost like give yourself up to the moment. Because that's all you can do, you know. It's all at the end of the day. It's really all you can really put up, right, on the day, for every for each person. You know, it's interesting you say that because Isaac actually said the same thing, and when he was on, he was saying, "End of the day, I can load whatever I want on the bar for the lifter, but if it's not there that day, it really doesn't matter." You want to you you need to make some strategic decisions, obviously, because uh, sometimes when two people are super duper close as you guys are, the stronger guy doesn't always win. We have seen sometimes where. Um, the stronger guy actually loses. And, and, and it, if it's super close by a couple of uh, mishaps, but Isaac, Isaac was saying like, barring not doing anything crazy like that and just doing, you, you really can only just load up with what you think you have on that day and whatever's going to happen is happening. You can come to peace with it. Um, so you opened up a 317.5. Gustav opens up a 322 and a half. And now the battle is on. Gustav is obviously pulling after you. So he, he gets to see what you're loading. Um, and it's, it's, were you expecting this? Uh, like Gustav, were you expecting that you were going to be pulling afterwards and you knew, okay, we're going to see it coming and we just load what we need near the end. Yeah. We knew that I would pull, uh, that I would pull last. Uh, so that was kind of the plan. So, uh, but, uh, in detail, the coach, the coaches do i just i just say like yeah you you handle that and uh, i so i am not it's not i don't like or fiddle with the papers and stuff that's caro manage that stuff mm -hmm. so i don't know exactly her version of it but we we knew of course that i would pull last and we were like yeah we we see what we need to pull to win and but i said like i don't want to pull over 355 I said, like, perhaps on a good day, I can do 355, I think. So, but I don't, if it's over that, I don't want to pull it. I, I said, I said. But oh, if it's wow. Like, what, if it was for, what if it was for the win, though? What if it was, if. No, uh, it, it's like, if you, if it's like 360, 365, and, and you go out and just try, and, and you know I'm going to fail, then I think yeah. it's stupid because then I could have at least have pulled 347 and a half, maybe and got an even way bigger total and better points with the score and stuff. So, but I said like at least 355, I want to go for it. I, I, I'm going to get your impression of how this battle unfolds, Rory, from a, from a, I don't know if you have the numbers in front of you from a handling perspective, but um, yeah, I, I remember some people asking me, Gustav, what your total was. And I was like, it did just by the numbers. And I'm like, it's not going to do it justice though. Because I'm going to tell you his total and you're not going to realize his third dead, he went all in pulling for the win. But if he was at a local meet and he could just load the bar with whatever he thought felt comfortable to cap off his total, it's going to be a different number. It's not yeah. fair to, well, what was his number? Nah, you got to watch it. That's why when people are like, 
when I look at the numbers at Worlds, though, yeah, <laughs> when you're pulling for the world championship, you know, you yeah. let Gustav go to a fucking local meet and just go nine for nine, see what happens. Yeah. So, well, uh, uh, what were you going to say something about that, Gustav? No, I agree with you. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, because then you have to, and when you have a close battle, then you sometimes have to like chip and yeah. stay on the other one's back and follow right. in some manners. Yeah, uh, I want to do a little. Yeah, especially for me who haven't competed in two years. Then it was a bit like when I, I was a bit like shit uh, competition again. Uh, what? Uh, so, yeah. so it was, it felt a bit rusty in some way. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan, you, you were about to say, because uh, you've had nothing but back, you've had just battle after battle now. Local meets are all done. For 2020, we didn't have, it was only, it's such a, a different version of two years back to back. 2020 was no big meets, no raw Nats, no Worlds. It was just local meets. And then 2021, you are in battle after battle at the with the biggest of prizes. Um, what were you about to say about uh, comparing local meet feel versus US raw Nats and world feel? I was just going to say, like, I want to, like, I almost want to just do a local meet next year. Just to, like, just, just try and, like, YOLO something up. Just for, you know what I mean? Like, just to see what I could put up. Because it's just, too, like, the last, my last two minutes, it was just, like, you know, I mean, obviously, you just, you always take what's there. But, like, it's just, like, you know, you're against someone. So you have to play the game, you know? Yeah. Versus just, like, going out to lift, you know? Go somewhere 20 minutes from your house. Go night for night. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Like do do whatever you need to do. Like, yeah, <laughs> weigh in at ninety six in the one hundred fives, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, don't even cut. That'd be fun. Just don't even cut and just see what just see what happens. Yeah. And, and what was your impression, Rory? Um, watching the battle unfold. Obviously, uh, Gustav starting the pole second between the two of them. Um, he's got a five kilo lead in the deadlifts, which mitigated the lead to three kilo. And you start seeing how things are going to unfold. You, you start seeing, well, you, let me, let me throw it to you. How did you see? So this was actually about three o'clock in the morning, my time. And so I actually knew, already knew who had won because I, I woke up, saw the results on, on King of the Lifts on Instagram. And then I went back and watched it afterwards. So I sort of already, already knew how it was going to shake out, which, which is cheating a little bit. Um, but I, I actually thought the, the way the deadlifts played out was a little bit interesting. What would often happen if you were sort of eight kilos behind, particularly if you don't have the, the, the better body weight, uh, which uh, Gustav did it, is that you would, you would often open at what you would need to win if everybody missed every deadlift from there on. And so that means, so Jonathan opened at 317.5. You can't take eight kilos on top of that because it's not a record. So it would have to just be 10 kilos on top of that. And so what you would often see would be something like Gustav opening at 327.5. And that wasn't the case. So he only opened at three, uh, sorry, only opened at 322.5, you know, uh, air air quotes, because that's a, that's a, that's a big opener. It's just not uh, what, what you would often expect to see. Um, and so then, and then took a slightly smaller jump than uh, Jonathan as well, which is also interesting because they would have been able to see what he'd put in at that point, right? Like, so uh, Jonathan took a 17.5 kilo jump to 335. And so like what you would often expect to see is again, uh, if we can force this person to miss their third and we also miss our third, sort of just like, you know, as, as Gustav kind of alluded to, just like load up 365, walk out, sort of like pretend to pull it, be like, ah, no, not today. Um, you want to be winning in the instance that that 
that that, that happens, right? So often what you'd expect to see is, you know, uh, Jonathan goes up 17.5. And so then we go, okay, we're going to, we're going to match that. So which, which would require Gustav to be at 345. And of course that didn't happen either. And then this enormous leap. Uh, what is that? 20, is that 27.5 kilos? I can't, I can't do the maths real quickly right now. Um, uh, it's 335 to 352 and a half. So it's 17 and a half kilo, right? Not quite a crazy half kilos. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so 17 and a half kilos, which is like a slightly asymmetric jump. So 12 and a half and, and, and 17 and a half, which is like, like a little bit unusual, but it definitely pushes, pushes, pushes you into the lead for that one. And so like, you know, exactly into the lead or well, two, two, two kilos on it. Um, and so like watching this happen and knowing that Gustav is going to be good for something huge, right? Like I think he, Gustav, did you narrowly miss 345 in Lithuania in 2019? Is that right? Not sure? Yeah. Oh. I think your biggest in competition deadlift prior to this was 337.5. And you have yeah. missed 345 in competition before. He missed and, and from memory, it was quite, quite close. Uh, I, missed, I missed it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, going into this, we're like, okay, like, it's, it's at least 345 that he's good for plus two years of training realistically more like in the 350s or even 360s of course not knowing what what you knew about about your training at the time um like 352 is looks likely um you know if we're like what we often do is we're looking at this and we go okay what's the what's the probability that this person is going to make this lift you know is it is it 10 percent, 30 percent, 50 percent, 70 percent i'm like there's like 70 percent chance good stuff comes in and pulls 352 at this point just having seen the numbers and then I, I saw you pull it and as it was going up i'm like oh my god he's gonna get this he's gonna win um, <laughs> uh, but i i, I think so i spoke a little, little too soon yeah but it was too for me uh, when i think it was too fast for me uh, my better deadlifts i pull a bit zoom, i pull a bit slower in the beginning because mm -hmm. otherwise i usually mess up the positioning of the back and the uh, uh, so usually it's for me it's it pays off to like start a bit slower, but to get everything correctly. Because that's a pretty all common know, sumo thing, right? Like people yeah. miss sumo deadlifts at lockout, not because yeah. their lockout isn't strong, exactly. but because their position yeah, at the beginning fast. of the lift. Yeah. You, you yeah. get it too fast, and then you start wrong. And in sumo, if you fuck up, you go home. It's gone. Yeah. So yeah. How were you yeah. feeling during that deadlift? Like at what point were you like, oh no? I felt it was really easy off the floor and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's good. But then I was a bit, I was, I knew, I noticed on the way up that I was shit. And my back is a bit where too forward where I don't want it. So I was a bit like shit. I started too fast. Uh, and uh, so I, I was like shit, but I, it felt like I can pull this. I felt like the weight, it was not like so heavy that I expected. So in that Man, I was happy. When you um, when you were watching it, Jonathan. So just for everyone listening, you went three for three in deads. You went nine for nine overall, and you've done your job. You've gotten everything you could have out of yourself. Um, Isaac was on the podcast talking about how he was grilling you. What do you think you got on your on your dead, last dead? And um, kind of we exactly what Gustav had said. Uh, same conversation they had with the squats where essentially he was like, he was using pounds when he's having this conversation. Yeah. He used freedom units. Uh, God bless. But it was, um, he was like, three. <laughs> he was like, do you have 345? 
Um, and, and he was saying in the pounds, but 345 kilo. And you're like, yes, I have 345 kilo. And then he's like, okay, I'm putting 342 and a half because he knew kind of like Gustav was saying with the conversation with the squats, he knew like, we need you to get this, to win the world title. We need to extend Gustav as far as possible. And we, you have to, you can't miss. Um, he would rather lose two and a half kilo on the dead than lose a possible, you know, seven and a half kilo because you can only move forward with your second attempt because you miss your third. So that was the 60-second choice you have where you're talking to your athlete and you're like, give me the number. You say 345, I'm putting in 342. We should be good. And and let's just see what the hell happens. Do you remember these conversations walking into your last deadlift selection? Yeah. I mean, I, was, I remember sitting there, we put some baby powder on. And Isaac was like, yeah, he, Isaac like went up to me. He was like, he was like, well, you know, how Isaac gets right. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's excited. <laughs> God, well, it's, it's the world title, the yeah. a crazy battle. And he was just like, John, like, <laughs> I love your Isaac impression. He's like, Keep going. You pull this. You win. If you don't get this, you lose. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, just, just let me do it. Then. <laughs> yeah. Load that bar. It, it's, um, it's tough because like it, when he's handling, if, if he chose the wrong number and it was like two and a half kilo off, you know, he, it, I don't know if people are going to, people will say stuff, but he'll go back to the hotel room and be like, God damn it. You know, it's, that's a tough decision when you have to dead first and you have to have that, you, you have very little time. It's like, what's the number? And then the person gives you a number and you're like, we're going two and a half kilo lower even though I know that means Gustav gets to do two and a half kilo lower, but if you don't make it, it doesn't really, yeah. matter. you know, You're, it's tough. That was like the in between call. Cause Joey, well, Isaac and all of us, we were saying like, so, you know, uh, 345 tops, 340 safe. So we went with the middle one, you know? That's Listen, all, yeah. when you're in a fight and you're dazed, you know, a boxer goes back to his corner and he's like, I'm seeing three of them, for God's sake. The coach goes, hit the fucking guy in the middle. <laughs> right? And that's what it is. You got three attempts. You're like, what attempt am I going to take? Take the one in the middle, man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as, I mean, it's in terms of logic, it's the best you could do because if you go too less, if you go too, too much lower, I mean, Gustav damn near had 352 and a half. You know, so you let him load up 350. Oh my God, we could be having a different conversation. It's it's crazy when you look back now and you think how close that was. Literally all it took was for you guys to be like, fuck, I don't know, maybe just 340. Very and, and that would have been it, man. That would have yeah. been it because Gustav probably would have got 350. You know, it's one of those, he almost had 352. Like that's, when you, do you ever think back, holy shit was those, some pivotal conversations we had, you know? I mean, in the moment I knew, I was like, well, I was like, this is kind of an important decision we have to make. He was like, what do you want? I was like, I was like, cause I was like, I wanted 760. I wanted 345. And he was like, no, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, he's like, no, we're going two and a half less. I'm like, okay, fine. Do you think in your heart of hearts, do you think you would have had two and a half kilo more? Cause Isaac doesn't think so, but I, yeah. I mean, Oh, I would have done it. Yeah. I would have done it. You just give me an extra second. I would have... <laughs> give me a minute. Give, yeah, stall give, him out. No, give, stall give him me out. an extra second getting going up. Yeah. I would have got it. If you had missed that, 
that's the same weight Gustav would have needed to beat your second. Oh, he would have, yeah. He would have, which he would have done yeah. <laughs> comfortable. Got yeah. it, and then got out the back and got four for ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a dicey, it's a tough proposition, man. Um, I mean, it played out the way it did. Gustav going to the 352 and, and you hitting it afterwards. I remember going back into the warm-up room, talking to both you fellas and telling you guys, like, that was amazing. Like, I don't, you guys, right after the battle had concluded, and I'm sure, Jonathan, when you were watching um, Gustav pull that, well, actually, I want to ask you. What were you thinking when you watched Jonathan pull his three or uh, Gustav pull his three fifty two and a half? It came off the ground quick. It came over his past his knees, um, and then his he, he got a little pull off position, knees locked a little early, blah blah blah. But it looked like like I'm I'm being totally honest. I was like, holy shit, it just happened, and then it didn't happen. Um, what were you thinking? That's that's a fucking tough watch. <laughs> yeah, Isaac kind of uh, you know he chatted about it, but um. So after I'd pulled my third dead, Isaac's like, come on, come on, let's go to the back. Cause like Gustav has to pull. And I was like, did I, I was like, wait, did I win? You know, I was like, was that enough? I, you know, I, I just like, I don't know where the numbers are. At right. That, you know, at that point in time. Plus I just like did my third dead. I'm just like kind of brain dead at that point. And again, Isaac's like, hey, okay, Gustav's walking out. And we're like, we're, we're behind the curtain watching. He was like, if Gustav gets this, you lose. I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, nice. Right. He was like, but, you know, I was like, if he misses, obviously you win. I was like, okay. You know, so, but watching it in person, you know, it was like, I was like, how fast was this second? He was like, it was fast. I was like, oh, so he gets this, right? I was like, I was like, oh, so he's got this. You know, I was like, oh, he's going to pull this. You know, I was like, literally my thing. I was like, oh, he's probably going to pull this because I was like, I know Gustav could pull like a lot and i was like this doesn't seem like out of his reach you know i was like what number is it he's like uh you know 352 i was like i feel like he's pulled you know i feel like he can like do that you know yeah i was like th- you know in, the, in like the moment i was sitting there you know so like that. so i was just like like legit i was just like if he pulls it he deserves it you know it's fine like i'm not i'm not gonna feel like any certain way about it you know because like by the time i was already by the time i finish lifting that's why i was kind of like uh, after my third dead i kind of was like that wasn't for the meat that was just for like me i was like god damn that's another night that's three nine for nine meets this year after all this shit you know so i don't even care if i win or lose at this point i'm just happy i got this shit done i, I got news for you though isaac sure as shit did because he was thinking if you fucking lose this and you're everyone's <laughs> you know they're gonna say isaac dropped the ball isaac's like God, please let that have been the proper number. Um, but that's the toughest situation in powerlifting. When your day is done, you're done. There's nothing else you could do. Now yeah. you just sit down and watch and you're like, fuck. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's a toughie. That's a, you know, you just have to watch. It's, it's a tough situation. I had something similar to that. It wasn't like for first, but I had something similar to that in 2018, I think. 2018 round nationals man i'm good with remembering shit those 2018 round nationals third deadlift and it was to place fourth and um david wilson went to go pull his third deadlift i think it was like 800 or something you know Uh, that's when david wilson was still 93s and he misses it and like uh and i was sitting there with tina you know uh joey's uh fiance and she was like same thing. She was like, if he pulls this, 
you give uh, uh you don't you, you're like fifth if he doesn't you're fourth i'm like oh sweet you know like because you still want a podium you know right because the podium for um nationals is like, you know, one through fifth so like when he missed that i was like oh hell yeah fourth you know like <laughs> you know so my how times so, have changed sir <laughs> yeah so you know like so you know we've these are all good experiences you know for everyone so i'm just happy that we all could live when it was all said and done i had two conversations um one each with the both of you we'll talk about them for the um so first we'll talk to gustav i talked to you gustav and i was like my god man um i thought you had that one and you were like yeah you know, i thought i did too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I did too, buddy. And you told me about how you would hit 350 and, and um, you know, you thought this was in the wheelhouse, but you also said, it's okay. I'm going to get it. I'll get it at Europeans. And um, you're already looking past, like you didn't carry it with you. You weren't like overly distraught or disappointed. What were your thoughts and what were you feeling? Cause that's where you had conveyed, but what were you actually feeling after the world championships when it was over? Did you know it was an instant classic? Did you realize how good of a battle it was that everybody be talking about it? And um, yeah, just bring us to your thoughts on it. Well, uh, <clears throat> as you said, we talked afterwards, and I, I was like, yeah, good. Now I need, now I know what I have to work on and stuff, and uh, take me to the next, take take me to the next meet and stuff because it's close. Uh, so I knew, like, yeah, I need to do fix this and address that, and uh, not get so hyped for my deadlift because I need to like focus and do my thing, and not be like, oh yeah, everybody's screaming and stuff. But I need to be like, I need to do my thing. That's when my lift is the best, mm. um, and not get too excited and start too fast and stuff like that. So I, f- I felt confident walking out of this because. Then I just, I know what I need to do and address in training and stuff. Um, what was the other question? Um, well, well, first off, n- now that you see that, next time you guys are at the Worlds, all the Americans are going to be cheering for you and you'll know why. <laughs> they're not actually hoping you get it. They're hoping they're throwing you off. <laughs> but um, the next question was, what's next? Now that you know, because you had, you had thrown it to Europeans and you're already looking ahead like, well, now I know what I need for the European Championship. Now I know yeah. the, the mistakes I made and what I need to clean up. So what are you hoping for at the European Championship? Uh, I hope to um, at least get a, 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 a little bit of bigger squat uh, to get my squat dialed in exactly. And then I'm thinking like 315, 320 kilos and uh, perhaps a 215 bench, something. 210 to 15 bench and uh, somewhere around 350 deadlift. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm dialing, dialing in for. And that will, of course, be a new world record and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, well, there we go. And then obviously um, it would set up a, a possible monster return match in the 2022 IPF World yep. Championships, which after this performance, everybody would love to see. Um, cause this, this was amazing. Uh, Jonathan, we had a conversation, um, right afterwards. What were your thoughts right afterwards when this happened? I want to, I was hungry. Do you, do you, do you want, do you remember what we were talking about? What were you yeah. thinking? 
Or, or do you want to keep that? Do you want to keep this to yourself? What are you thinking? You don't I mean, gotta... I mean, I could, I could say it, but I don't have okay. to do it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just something I've been like, you know, it was just like two years of shit, right? And I was like, man, I kind of want to like just do a local meet next, you know, just like maybe do just a local meet sometime next year, or like I don't know that like for us, I don't like I have I don't know my route back to worlds yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. It's like it's, again, again. That's like another thing. Like it's not a clear cut path still, you know. So, like, I like if if anything, I will like if I can, I'll just do worlds next year. Like if for some weird reason I can't, then I probably won't even do a meet next year, or like maybe until like the end of the next year, you know. Are you feeling? Um, essentially, I, I totally get where a little time off if uh, because you've had. A, I mean, it's been a lot, man. Uh, not just on the platform, off the platform in terms of like personal life, in terms of like the fucking politics you've had to deal with, with like the stress. So even just the competition itself was next level stressful. It's on, it's off. And then when you finally get to the platform, um, it's always down to the last deadlift dramatic. And you're like, damn, this is, you know. Yeah, I called my, um, I actually called my parents because they, you know, it was like 6 a.m., whatever, for you know. Uh, I called them like right after Worlds. You know, after we chatted, I called them on the phone and my mom was like, she like fainted. She said she got like, she got sick for like a, a day or two days, something like that. Cause she was just so stressed out. She said, <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, I literally said, sorry, like I'll get stronger. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to make you stress like this. You know? What was the feeling when you, when you found out I'm a world champion? And you call home and you have that conversation and everything you had done to get this far. And it finally happened. All the drama, all the you're on, you're off, um, everything that's happened. Having to win US Raw Nats, which is a brutal national championship to win. You had to win it twice just to get there. Everything was just, it seemed like you had the craziest, hardest path possible, the most dramatic path possible. <laughs> it took two years to do it. And, and uh, everything that possibly could have happened, happened on your way. And and then when you finally get there, it's the fucking biggest battle of the. It's like your journey in particular was a funny one, and and not literally funny. So when you finally make that fucking phone call, and you have a, and I know you 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 broke down on the platform, and you got the gold medal around your neck, and you call your mother. What were you thinking when all when you look back and like, holy shit, what a journey. That didn't really hit me until like a few days after or like i said like 10 7 to 10 days after because i was still just like on the move and like i don't know for me i'm just like not really i guess i've never really cared for titles like i you know it's a good it's a good thing to have like it's like oh yeah hey you know but like the biggest thing is just you just have a like after the two years it's just i'm just happy i got it done i'm just happy i'm happy it came full circle you know, like I like everything I said that I would do, because I remember being in the garage at some points, like just training on my training in the garage off of like my wood. I remember training off of the wood, like you know we built those wood uh, racks. I don't know if you've seen the video. I don't know, Rory, oh, I don't yeah, know if you've buddy, seen them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, did With you see stops. those? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I don't know what the weight was rated on those, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember training off of those and I remember like 
just being like you know you're just angry you're just like fuck you know like this sucks you know and i remember it was like just get through this and whatever is gonna come like it's gonna be tough but just like just get through if there's someone who's gonna get through it has to be you so in winning the so you're saying titles didn't super get to you but being a world champion transcends like across like any sport it's understood what that means um you don't need to say much you don't need to explain you know do you know who gustav Hedlund is like you don't need to say people just assume there's guys like gustav there you know when you say a world title that you it doesn't matter who you're talking to if they're even powerlifting fans when you actually sit back and make holy shit i'm a world champion in a true global sport with 130 member nations this is a legit world title, and I'm a world champion now. Is that truly said in, in terms of what we say it like that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're now oh, having this moment. Title yeah. matter, yeah, they matter now. No. Yeah, now you're like, all right, let me take it. Oh, wait, back. never mind. Yeah, never mind. yeah, let me take it back. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I mean, look at there, there are legit um, Olympic sports that don't have the number of participating nations we have that don't have the number of athletes competing. Like they're full on Olympic sports that don't have what powerlifting at powerlifting is a legitimate um, global sport with representation with all the different regions. You know, when you look at like South America, North America, Europe, Africa, Asia, um, it's, it's, it's incredible, man. So when you show up at a world championships, it is. And uh, when you win and there's 7 billion people in the world and guess what? weightlifting you know people going to gyms is unanimous across it's not like hockey where there's some hockey nations everybody's got gyms bro i'm king of lifts i got people in uh you know in nigeria sending me like the nigerian 83 kilo champion to me sometimes talking dms he's like can you post this you know i'm saying like everybody everywhere lifts weights squats deadlifts and shit so to be a world champion in powerlifting it means something man it's not just like a well, this sport's big regionally. No, man. Go to anywhere in the world and they'll understand what it means if you're a world champion. Um, and the more you travel, the more you'll understand the weight that that holds. Like Russell Orr, he said, because um, he's from Nigerian descent, and they were going to throw a fucking parade for him when he won the world championships. <laughs> you know? And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah. His parents are like, yeah, man, they're talking about throwing a parade for you, for God's sake. Um, it'll click in, man. Have some more. <laughs> yeah, have a little, yeah. Have a little more coffee and think about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think on this one. As time goes by and you look back, um, yeah, you it's start hit, telling people. It's hit me a few times. Because, uh, like, I guess I'm always, like, on the, I'm always just kind of thinking about what's next. So mm. I never, like, Nina, you know, Nina, my, my fiance, she says all the time, she's like, you need to, like, stop and smell the roses sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's good advice. Yeah, that's what I like tried to do the when I was off for two weeks, which I kind of I just ended up playing video games all day. <laughs> rest on your laurels just like a little bit. What was that? Just rest on your laurels for like one week or yeah, two weeks yeah. before you move on. Yeah. Thanks. Gustav's yeah. Sorry, like, Gustav, man. I think I cut you off. Gustav's like, don't play those games too long, man. Get back in the gym because it yeah. ain't over. It ain't over. I do yeah. like um. So so back to what you had said about the world champ, the next world championships. Let, let's talk a little bit about what's up next. Um, yes, uh, obviously there's going to be another world championships coming. There will be us representation. Um, we know the, the vote for the USAPL in terms of, um, the problem, there's going to be a vote, whether or not they get removed. Um, 
more than likely, most indications are pointing that they get removed. But no matter what, there's going to be U.S. representation at the World Championships, and this is going to happen. Which way do you think you're leaning? Are you leaning towards, I would like to go the route, and this is for you, Jonathan. Are you leaning towards the route, I think I would like to go for another world title? I know you had said that, but I just wanted to clear up. Are you thinking, look, I want to, go, I want to search for world titles. I want to collect world titles like, the, like Russell Orr, he had said, try to build, you know, make a push for as many as I could collect. If that's the only me I had to do last, if that's the only me I have to do next year, then yes, I'll do it. Yeah, are you only looking to compete once next year? Is that why, why you say that? Yeah. I mean, like two tops, like two is like, if I have to, Yeah. you know, cause I just like doing three this year was just so, just so much on me. Especially with, again, especially because of what everything else, you know? Yeah. And then I just like three local meets, you know? That's it. If it was well, three it was, local meets, whatever yeah it was like a, it was a local to get to like you know kind of get my feet wet again because i'd been i hadn't competed in like 15 months at that point it was that was in february 28th and then i had ron nats in june on june 16th and then world's october 1st you know so it was like really back to back to back you know so i was telling, I, I told joey joey and i you know i did a little interview with joey and joey was like how did you feel about doing those three meets? And I was just like, I just, at each meet, I was just more tired. <laughs> like, you know, like the preps to each meet, I was just like more tired each, each prep. And the stress amounts, right? And the, yeah. um, so it is what it is. So fellas, we will see this again in a rematch in 2022. We're thinking more than likely, more than likely. More than likely. Gustav, yeah. you agree, sir? Yeah, Gustav's like 100%. And uh, dude, you would be absolutely amazing um, if this became like like something like Pete Sampras, Agassi, you know, one of these rivalry back and forth were, because I'm telling you what, as a fan of the sport, this was good stuff. And, and you hope that the story doesn't conclude right there and it continues on. Um, and also there's people like uh, Gavin Aiden, whom I don't, is he done with the juniors? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. I thought I think he might be, yeah, but I'm not, yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I forget his age now. Um, but he might be aging out of juniors or maybe he's just done with juniors after winning a world title. He's like, you know what? We said all we need to say with juniors, maybe, maybe moving up. It's, it's going to be a, a absolutely phenomenal um, 93 kilo class moving forward. So I think we're all anticipating watching that one. Roy, do you have, I have a couple more questions, but do you have a couple more? We're, we're getting close to 90 minutes here. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I did just check and it uh, looks like Gavin Aiden is 22 according to Open Powerlifting. So uh, look, maybe one, one more year as a as a junior. Who was that, Gustav? That was my girlfriend. She was going out. She's doing a cameo? She jumped in. No, the... she, oh, she, yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, possibly we'll have to ask Gavin because even though we still aged a junior, he might move up after winning, you know, doing everything he's done, he might be like, okay, I think I'm ready. Um, a couple questions here that I was going to ask you guys. What is the most proudest performance to date from each of you? Gustav, maybe we'll ask you, sir. What is your most proud powerlifting moment to date? Uh, my most proud, oh, this competition I did my biggest total. Uh, but perhaps my most proudest 
the, the moment I'm most proud of is perhaps uh, when I won the 2018 championships in Calgary and set the junior world record and I beat the Opens as well. Uh, that was perhaps my biggest moment. So, yeah, I think I think that's my proudest moment, actually. New uh, world that, record and uh, set the, and won. And it's rare that a junior out-totals the Open. Um, I mean, that's a hell of a way to let everybody know, hey, yeah. hey, I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a, it was a hell of a performance, man. I still remember yeah. it. Yeah, um, so that, 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 was, uh, that was a good performance. How about yourself, Jonathan? It's like tied between, you know, Worlds and winning my first Nationals. It's about tied. Like, they're, I'd say Worlds, like, just barely, just because Worlds is Worlds, you know, it's bigger, obviously. But, like, winning your first national title is, you know, those are things you won't forget. So, but proudest, probably Worlds, you know, just because of everything that led up to it, obviously, you know, like we've, we, we chatted about. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, like, no matter what, it came full circle for me, you know? So, yeah, it'd be Worlds. <clears throat> yeah, because you were tested in a lot of ways. Um, you had a lot of, you had excuses you could have leaned on if you if you, if you you wanted, and you just threw those out and did what you had to do. <clears throat> and going nine for nine, right? Uh, like, what could be said there? You actually had a, a full-on, like, you got the most out of yourself and did what you could. Um, I got, I got another question here, Rory, do you got other ones you want to throw in there? Okay. So one, what is your advice, both you guys for the next generation lifters? Cause after everyone saw this battle, um, I mean, some people are asking a lot of the questions we already got to, you know, I, I already sprinkled in as we were moving along. One of them was advice for younger lifters that you would give on their way up. Oh, everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah, this is it. That's a good yeah. One. yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't get caught up on what you see on the internet, on on IG, on TikTok, and whatever, right? And just like focus on yourself. You know, like you know, we've all been. You know, the top guys, the majority of the top guys, have been lifting their whole. You know, for the most part of their lives. You know, so you have to kind of think about that. You know, kind of keep that in mind. If you've only been lifting a few months, mm. you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? No, sir. Two days. Yeah, you know, two days. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself two days. That's that's uh, that's that's, uh, that's uh, good you know, for younger people to understand, and the amount of dedication you need to put to come to the high levels. Many people can be like, yeah, I can do. I can go out partying and drinking and do all this stuff and uh, yeah, and they train a bit and uh, it's like they, and they and they are uh, shit. I only took the protein powder. Oh, I'm not growing and and they're like they're not understanding the whole picture of the how much you need to train and how consistent and everything and it's it's not an easy path. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. I think if you think like oh I can do it I can cheat this I can do this easy and then then. Yeah. If, if you go in with a, at least from my perspective, if you go in like it's going to be hard, I need to work hard for this, then you won't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I think, a, I think a, a lot of the posts I've been seeing where a lot of lifters are like, here's where I started and here's where I'm at now. And some people like, like Bryce Krawcheck put one in, Eric Willis 
put one in and these are guys who are breaking world records and winning world titles. And, um, you know, it shows like the progression was like eight years later. Uh, this is how many kilo I put onto my deadlift and how long people don't understand. And not only just, a uh, like you were saying, Gustav, not like a smooth eight years, like a all in, you know, like, yeah. like yeah. some of these guys are counting macros or like, you know, six days a week, hours, just working on reviewing video and like yeah. all in, not just whatever, you know, um, it's, it's a different, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. And, and you do this all in not knowing if you're ever going to be uh, a Gustav Hedlund or a Jonathan Keiko. Both of you guys are world champions. Some people go in here and it's like, if you guarantee me in eight years, I'm a world champion, I'll do that. But that's not the case. You don't know you're going to be a world champion. You might do all of this and the best you're going to be is top 10. Is that good enough? For some people, like I need to be guaranteed. Well, that's not life though, huh? It's not life, right? It's not the trade-off. Otherwise, everybody would do it. You know, and it's not sport. It's not sport. Right. If it's like, how can it be sport? If it's like, yeah, I need to win this, then it's like, okay, yeah, it's no mathematical game. It's it's a sport. Right. Yeah, it's not. You do this, that, and it equals this. No, yeah. no, no, no. You you do this, that, and do everything life. right. Yeah, yeah. It's you show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You. That's why sports are like a beautiful. Uh, a uh, metaphor for life, the way it, it unfolds, right? It's, you have to, all of the numbers ahead of time, throw it right out the window. Once, once it starts on that day, we've seen that enough times already. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, people always throw in there uh, like a couple questions, like, how do I get this better? How do I get that better? I'll ask one of you guys, one each, um, just because, cause uh, we, we got to get some people want to know. So Jonathan for yourself, how do you get better? What are some cues you would say or some, something you would tell somebody who wants to get their bench press better? Honestly, and this isn't even like a meme answer, is like kind of, you'll never see a bad bencher with small, wait, you'll never see a good bencher with small arms. So get oh. big arms. You know, <laughs> like, like it's the Squat same thing. You'll never, yeah, it's like, you'll never see a, a, a good squatter with small legs, right? You know, it's, so I don't know if that's like not a good answer, but I feel like some people just don't train arms enough. <laughs> or, say, you know, like yeah. say less, I'm doing arm curls today. Say less. <laughs> that's, yeah. What was that thing that uh, Lane Norton used to say? Like I've never seen someone with small legs who can squat 500 pounds for reps. Um, yeah. Is that yeah. what Lane used to say? I, th I think that's how he got into powerlifting, right? He wanted to get bigger legs for bodybuilding. And he was like, Oh yeah. yeah. I've no, never seen someone is... squat 500 pounds for reps. I'm going to get real strong at squatting. And then he, broke the world record in the uh 93 kilo class squatting yeah he was on joe rogan and he was like then i found out holy shit i'm better at powerlifting than bodybuilding <laughs> he was like that was didn't see that coming it is what it is life gives you these opportunities is, is lane coming back by the way he is yeah he, he's coming he's, back right he yeah he oh, yeah recently in the 105s oh okay he's going down to the 93 so he, he's yeah. cut he's going down okay. yeah he's oh, cutting down to 93s oh. yeah oh. he's going to be a master um, so we talk in DMs. He listens to the pot. He's going to be, it's kind of awkward. He's going to be listening to all this because he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when you know you're talking about someone and they're going to hear this, but um, Hello, we Len. talk. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, if you're listening. Um, but we talk in DMs and he 100%. Yeah, he's coming back. Um, I believe he's going to be 93 and I believe he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a master. And it doesn't mean he won't, can, you know, make a push for the open as well, but he has options now as well. So, 
we'll see what happens with Lane, what route he ends up going. But uh, yeah, things are collecting well for him. Um, Gustav, how about yourself, sir? Of the lifts, what, what do you think you're better at? Squat or deadlift? Hmm. I would say I'm probably a bit better in deadlift, I would say. But I'm very e- I'm very equal in my lifts, I would say. I'm, I'm not like a specialist in any lift. Right. I agree. You got a gold medal in squat too, so yeah. Yeah, but um, for deadlift, if I can... If I can give an advice for like sumo, then it would be like, as the mistake I did, don't pull too fast if you don't have the position for it. And getting into a good position in sumo is everything. It's like, and I have been lifting for, what is it? Six, five or six years now. And I'm still trying to fix that. Yeah, so six years. So um, it's like, and I'm still trying to fix that for me. So it's like, it's it's nothing that's so easy to fix. But mm. to get a hold of that and be a bit self-critical and not like, yeah, I, I know I, I, I'm good. I don't need to do that. If you, if you look at the video of yourself and be like, I could have done this better and this better. And of course, ask other people as well. Like, hey, what should I improve? So you don't ask people who would like back pat you or what do you say? People who would like, yeah, no, you're really good. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Bother. Yeah, backpack. Who don't yeah, give, like, yeah like yes, don't man, give you an, yes, man. Yes, man. Yeah, who, who don't give you an honest advice or like, it's better to get like somebody who says like, hey, man, you need to. If you look at this, think about this, and so you don't get like yes, man, advice and be a bit self-critical sometimes, but also give yourself like, yeah, you did good, but you can do this better. It don't beat yourself up because you, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and for you, that's Alexander. Yeah, Alexander. And uh, I have very many other people around me, actually, who helped me a lot with that. My boss at work, he works out at my gym most of the time. Uh, he's very good at that as well. Hmm. And he gives me paid vacation and stuff when I compete. So oh, nice. Very good. Um, and right. all this stuff. So he's... Uh, yeah, but have many people around you like that benefits a lot, at least for me. Uh, so I'm really happy to have so many good people around who help me, not just like, it's, it's about life as well, like financially, everything, and to have work behind you and stuff. So it's, it's, it's important stuff. And, and uh, it's a good place to grow in. And the next time... Um you fellas meet on the platform. It, it'll not only is the world title at stake and both of you guys have a world title in your back pocket, but also I believe we'll be back on pace for the Sheffield, which is, I think they're haunting in at a 2023 and we know Sheffield is going to be a big one. Uh, the amount of money they're putting into Sheffield in terms of production and the amount of uh, money that'll be up for grabs in Sheffield is going to be phenomenal. So the clash, I mean, if, if this one was amazing, the next one will be even better. Throw in the mix a possible Gavin Aiden and throw in the mix, you know, the rest of the world as well that might be there. And then on top of that, a ticket to Sheffield. And um, it, I mean, it's going to be, it's The future looks bright, gentlemen. I know Keiko's probably, Fuck, I got a little bit of battle fatigue at this point. Give me a minute, but uh, it, it keeps going, man. It just keeps going. Um, 
So all eyes on the European Championship. Let's see what, uh, what Gustav puts up there, and, um, and we'll get an indication of the future. And, uh, and yeah, I guess we'll see how it all plays Ele- out for us. 11th of December, it will be. 11th of December. Remember, Sweden, remember. Well. It's in Sweden as well, Sweden. man. That's it. Yeah, so it should be good. should be good. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, look, I much, I greatly appreciate you guys coming on. Um, it was an amazing battle that uh, we had to relive. And uh, Rory, if, if you're all good as well. All right. Thank you, fellas. We're going to keep in touch. I'm sure we'll have you both on before uh, the next competition. Maybe we'll recap the European performance there, Gustav. Until next time. We we keep in touch then. We will keep in touch, my man. We will keep in touch. All right, fellas. Have a good one. We'll discuss later. All right. See you. See you guys.